up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 159 in the high. What's good, everybody? Thank you again for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app. Much love. What's good? Hope everybody's staying safe. All that good shit. And what is up? Man. Man, what a busy fucking week, huh? A lot of shit to talk about. A lot of shit. I'm wretched. Bitch, I'm wretched. Mmm. Shit's fire. Let's get into it. Let's fucking stop playing around. Let's get into the fucking news and everything that happened this week. So, as it turned out, last week, I joined... Joker's Gallery, Luke DeGoon, Mike Sears for a special edition of the Joker's Card Ranking as ranked by the Juggalos, voted by Juggalos. Hundreds, hundreds of Juggalos voted. It was crazy. And, you know, talked about it last week a little bit, even though I hadn't recorded yet, but we recorded it. We did it live, and it was a lot of fun. It was super dope. One of the best podcasts, live streams I've ever been a part of. That was just, it was so dope, so fun. Shout out to Fago Lovers, Joker's Gallery, Luke DeGoon, Mike Sears. Go peep that on the Fago Lovers YouTube channel. Go peep that shit. The shit looked dope. And before we get a little bit deeper into the episode, obviously got to point out, looks a little bit different. I adjusted the lighting in the room. I don't know how I feel about it personally, but I said, fuck it. We're just going to roll with the punches. Tell me how you feel. If you're watching this on YouTube, how does it look? How does it look to you? Does it look fresh? Look whack? Is it fat or whack? How about that? Let me know. Fat or whack in the comments. Hit me up on my social medias. I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I think it looks it's okay, but it's definitely a little bit different. You know, I'm always trying to improve the show, trying to make it better, you know. So I figure, you know, fuck with the lighting a little bit. Instead of having all the crazy glares, you can see Vigo's not in the background anymore either. We got the little flame emoji, LED light in the background for all the flame emoji shit we about to be talking about today. And next week and the week after that, all the, you know, I got to get a poop emoji up in here as well. I, I tried looking for one, but can't find one that hangs on the wall. But yeah, we got the flame emojis. I think we got to get a poop emoji back there as well. Because, you know, sometimes shit be poopy. You know, sometimes it sh- shit be uh, shit, literally. So, yeah. Let me know how you think about how it looks. You know, fucked with it a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Let's continue on with the show, shall we? Let's get into some new music that dropped this week. First up, we got C. Lance. He teamed up with Mercules. And Chris Webby for his newest single off his upcoming album. The single is called Macaulay Culkin. And the shit, this is this is dope. Further cementing for me that Chris Webby's dope and I've been sleeping on Chris Webby. Also, Mercules. Mercules has been putting it down for a minute now. He stays busy. He's been working with C-Lance like crazy. And I know he's pretty popular in the underground I don't cover him that much on the show, but I think that'll change going forward because he killed it on this track. C-Lance, one of my favorite producers in the underground. Love C-Lance. 
Dude is super dope, super underrated. You know, he works with everybody from Ill Bill, R.A. to Rugged Man, Vinny Paz. He's done shit with Gmo Ski. C. Lance, super dope. Peep the single Macaulay Culkin with Mercules and Chris Webby if you haven't checked it out already because the shit is flame emojis. Flame emojis, son. And speaking more flame emojis, the 8-Bit Bully is back. Jaron Benton dropped off his next installment in the 8-Bit Bully series. Uninspired. You know, I don't know. If you ask me, Jaron Benton be sounding inspired because this dude just steady dropping heat single after single for the last shit, probably two years at this point. He hasn't dropped an album in a while, but the singles are fire. Jaron Benton kills it on here, and he's doing a lot of his own production these days as well. So peep that shit as well, because Jaron Benton, the 8-Bit Bully, he had... You know, the other Bully series as well. Can't remember the name of it, you know, off the top. But I love the video game samples. I don't know what they are. I, I like this one in particular. Out of the 8-Bit Bully drops that he's done so far, this is probably my favorite one. I really love the sample on here. No idea what game it's from. You know, I can't tell if the artwork is supposed to be an homage to whatever video game he's sampling or not. I'm just not that, you know, even though I had the Nintendo when I was a kid, I mostly played Super Mario Bros. Uh, Excite Bike was my shit back in the day. Contra, shit like that. So who knows? This could be from fucking Contra or some shit. I don't know. But Peep the Single is fire and it's uh, available everywhere you can listen or would want to listen to music. Peep that shit. And then we got. Uh, what what do we got here? Up next. Oh man. This dude. Staying busy in the underground. Stays killing it. And. We can only be talking about one fucking person. Buckshot. He dropped a new project. Last week. At Hollow Bleed, dropped it digitally on Monday. And I'm talking about Night of the Zombie. Night of the Zombie is available digitally everywhere you would want to listen to music. I've bumped it a few times, and the shit is pretty dope. I dig it. Hard copies are available for purchase up on his web store as well, so you can cop that shit. Um, he did have the limited edi- limited edition version as part of the Hollow Bleed VIP pack. But this is six tracks. You know, the, the regular version, six tracks, 22 minutes. You know, nice little EP for the Halloween season. Features from Mr. Gray, Oh the Horror. Turncoat Dirty, Boondocks. Uh, Bones Dub, C-Mob. Whole bunch of motherfuckers on that track. I don't have the list in front of me. But, like I said, dope EP from Buckshot. Man, I've come a long way. You could go back to the earlier episodes on this podcast, and I would cover Buckshot and everything he was releasing. I was like, man, I'm not a big fan of Buckshot, but I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. But 
I don't know. I'm digging me some buckshot these days. And, uh, you know, his project Kung Fu Vampire was fire. Cabal, of course, fire. And this Night of the Zombie, super dope. Standout track for me. It's got to be Unhinged featuring Oh the Horror. That shit is fire. Another group that I've come around to, Oh the Horror. And their collaboration on this Night of the Zombie EP is fire. Probably my favorite. The posse cut is dope too. Buckshot loves doing him so, you know, some posse cuts. Reminiscent of, you know, it, first thing I think of is like the No Limit posse cuts back in the day. The 3-6 Mafia Profit Posse, Hypnotized Camp Posse posse cuts that they would do on the albums. Buckshot loves him some uh, posse cuts, that's for sure. And Peep This Night of the Zombie EP, it's dope. You can listen to it wherever music is available. You can cop a hard copy if you want. And yeah, you know, when he put that up for hard copy, I'm a collector. Y'all know I collect CDs. I haven't done a CD collection video in a while. Um, As of now, they're done, and they're probably done for good. But y'all know when I collect, I I got to get everything, right? So he put up Night of the Zombie. I went to his web store. I was like, well, Night of the Hunter isn't available for order. And it's going to bother me that I have Night of the Zombie, but not Night of the Hunter. So I'm not going to place my order. Well, like two days later, he posted up a promo image like, hey, this Friday, director's cut edition of Night of the Hunter and a special uh, poly case, some shit like that. And yeah, the director's cut of Night of the Hunter. And I was like, hey, well, there we go. Fuck it. Come Friday, I'm going to order the shit. So I did order the Night of the Zombie EP hard copy and the director's cut of Night of the Hunter just because I got, you know, if it's part of a series, I'm going to want them all. I'm a collector. It's going to bother me if I don't have it. So yeah. Night of the Hunter. There's a new edition of Night of the Hunter up on his web store. So you could cop that as well. And then just, it was either earlier today or late yesterday, he posted up, you got six days until Night of the Hunter Red Mist edition. Buckshot loves his variations, variants, whatever you want to call it. Of his albums, merch, all that shit. So now we got a Red Mist edition of Night of the Hunter. No word if it's, you know, new tracks for digital, new for digital or not. But six days, which I think he posted it yesterday, which was Saturday. I'm actually recording this on Sunday this week. So come Friday, I guess we'll find out what the Red Mist edition of Night of the Hunter is from Buckshot. So yeah, this dude just steady cranking out new shit, variants like fucking crazy. And, you know, shout out to Buckshot for running the fucking merch game. One of the illest in the merch game right now. And if you order some shit from Buckshot, that shit will probably be shipped same day. Same day. Not many motherfuckers do that. Some people make you wait weeks or months for your shit. Not Buckshot, mob style music. You order 
whatever, you're going to get that shit with the quickness. Unless if it's a pre-order item, you know. Unless it specifically says you're going to have to wait. You're going to get your shit quick regardless. So, yeah. And that ain't it with Buckshot. He also announced uh, a Christmas show. He just had Hollow Bleed last week. Now we got a mob-style Christmas going down December 11th in Louisville, Kentucky with performances from Zodiac Imprint. Yeah. Blaze Dead Homie, ROC. They gonna be in the house for Mob Style Christmas. And also a performance from Hell's Kitchen, Buckshot, Boondocks. Gonna be throwing it down as well. And he's advertising this as the official Hell's Kitchen Overdrive album release party. He did say that the Hell's Kitchen Overdrive album would still be dropping on Black Friday. It's just that the official release party will take place after the official release of the album at Mob Style Christmas. And, I mean, this dude is killing it. So, Zodiac Imprint, Blazing ROC, fucking dope. And I know that they've been working on some shit in the studio, so I like that they're coming together for a performance at this Mob Style Christmas show. And then we got Buckshot and Boondocks, Hell's Kitchen, the Overdrive album, which Buckshot did say is all original beats. No Jack beats on this one. All original beats, I believe he said, produced by Seven for this upcoming Hell's Kitchen project. I mean, Seven, another dude in the underground, just stays killing it, stays killing it. Going back to Independence Day, working with Twisted, shit going back to what? I don't even, I don't remember what album he started working with, Tech 9 but he was like Tech 9 Strange Music's in-house producer for a minute. Now he's producing a lot of shit. He did the whole Cabal album. Super dope. So yeah, The Hell's Kitchen will be all original music. And not to be outdone, but Buckshot took to Twitter to say, Mob Style Christmas is almost fully booked. Just to wait, just wait until you see who else is added on the show. It's going to be the biggest show we've ever put on. The flyer that you see is not even the official announcement. It's just a save the date announcement. This is going to be huge. So, Buckshot, Hell's Kitchen, and Zodiac Imprint aren't going to be the only performances at the Mob Style Christmas show this year. I know, you know, probably going to be a Big ass lineup similar to what Hollow Bleed was. Just gonna have to wait and see. So, this dude just pulling out all the fucking tricks. And like I said on Twitter, Buckshot always got some shit. Always got a surprise in the fucking chambers. Fucking ready to fucking cock that shit back and let it fucking go on your fucking dome. So, yeah. Peep the Night of the Zombie EP. It's a dope listen. Six tracks, 22 minutes. It's short. But sweet. Every track is a banger on there. I really dig that unhinged shit with Oh the Horror. That track is fire. And then we got two new variations of Night of the Hunter. We got the director's cut and then we got the Red Dist Red Mist edition. So peep them shits if you haven't already. And yeah. Fucking buckshot. Just killing it, man. Killing it. 
And let's let's fucking let's stop wasting any more time. We're 16 minutes in. Let's get to the main stories for this week. And we're gonna go in chronological order of how this shit was released last week. The first big bomb dropped on us last week. Violent J is in a Los Angeles rehab. Um, this was posted via the Detroit News. And you actually had to pay to read the article, but, you know, ninjas will ninja their way into some shit. Copy and paste it. I, I did read the article. To, uh, you know, talks about him being in rehab, actually being in rehab for oxycodone. And he said he started taking it because of a foot injury or foot problems. Probably from him, you know, gaining weight, losing weight. I don't know. But it's an addiction to oxycodone. We all know Violent J talked at the gathering this year about having AFib, you know, heart disease. So it looks like he's really trying to clean his shit up. You know, a lot of people speculated that he was on some shit. I really tried to stay away from that shit because it's just, I don't know. I don't think it's really cool to speculate about some shit, even if it's obvious or even if it's not so obvious. I just don't think it's, you know, really cool to speculate on that type of shit. But it does just kind of confirm that there was something going on. Like Violent J, there was definitely something up with Violent J this past year. And you could really tell because of the live streams, the Patreon streams that they were doing. You know, he'd no-show a lot of them. And he said his, you know, his his life was just getting bone after bone after bone. And now I think we could see why. I mean, this dude's been fucking going through it this past year. And, you know, he's fucking fighting through it. You know, in the article, he's talking about fuck regret, fuck having any regrets, anything like that. And, yeah. You know, I, I just hope Violent J gets himself in a good spot, healthy, off the pills, and, you know, takes care of himself with his heart failure. You know, we want Violent J around for a while. Like, we want this dude here kicking the wicked shit, entertaining us, you know, as selfish, you know, as selfish as that may sound. We need him healthy in order to do that shit. So, you know, I hope Violent J is on the right path, stays on the right path, and all that good shit, you know. And I see a lot of people cracking jokes, talking shit, and those people ain't shit. Ain't shit cracking jokes about this shit. I don't think the shit is funny because, dude, you know, addiction just isn't fucking funny. Plain and fucking simple. It's just not funny. I get it. It's the internet and the internet will internet. But this, to me, the shit ain't funny. I won't acknowledge it in any way, shape, or form. You know, the shit talking, all that shit. That's just fucking whack to me. Super fucking whack. I don't appreciate it. I'm sure fucking, you know, Violent J don't appreciate that shit. Anybody else that struggle with addiction or anything like that. Don't appreciate it. Just 
it's low and just fucking stale, you know? Break out some juggalo term right there. You know, vocab, if you will. The shit is fucking stale. Whack, whatever the fuck, man. And, yeah, I saw a lot of that, and it's just... Poop emojis for that shit all fucking day. Straight up. That shit is just mega whack. But we do hope Violent J gets healthy and stays in a good fucking healthy spot, you know? Especially with the heart failure. I can't imagine, you know, doing fucking drugs is fucking good for your heart failure. So good for Violent J. Good for J, man. And yeah, hope you fucking stay on the right path. I really do. And you could peep that news article from the Detroit News, but it is, you can find it online. People have copied and pasted it. So, yeah, you could peep that shit. And then, uh, you know, Ouija Mac took to Twitter and said, Violent J coming back 17 times stronger. And that's what the fuck we want. That's what the fuck we want is Violent J to come back stronger from this shit. And I think he will, you know, he said, he said, you know, failure is not an option. Once he sets his mind to something, like if he's going to quit the shit, he's going to quit it. Just like in the beginning, you know, if you know about ICP story, failure was not an option. So, yeah. Violent J going to come back 17 times stronger. I believe it. I hope so. And, you know, shout out to Ouija Mac for fucking holding down Psychopathic as hard as he does. Nobody has held down Psychopathic as hard as Ouija Mac has in the last five years, at least. You know, since he's been signed. I think it's been five years, right? 2017 he got signed? Time goes by fucking quick, man. So, technically four years, but, you know, math is hard, all that good shit. But, yeah. I don't think anybody's held psychopathic ICP and juggalos down as hard as Ouija Mac has in the last handful of years. Dude, just, you know, loyal than a motherfucker. Maybe to a fault, but fuck it. Dope. And, uh, yeah, we hope he does come back 17 times stronger. And then we had this image show up from the No Jumper social medias. Um... Violent Che and rapper Babytron, right? That's his name. I have to look it up real quick. I believe it's Babytron. And he's actually the son of one of the dudes from Motown Rage. And I believe it is Razor Ray. I could be wrong. And I don't have that information right offhand. But his name is Babytron with Violent J. And after No Jumper Studios, you know, I'm like, oh, so Violent J's in L.A., in a rehab in Violent J, in in L.A., and stop by the No Jumper offices, if you will, and, you know, kicking it with an up-and-comer from Detroit. But then this image was shared to the No Jumper stories up on IG. Shout out. To Robbie of Twisted History for pointing this out. And interview coming soon. Violent J sitting down one-on-one 
with Adam 22 of No Jumper. So we do got an interview with Violent J and the No Jumper show. And, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to that. See what he's going to talk about. You know, the rollout is real for Yum Yum Bedlam. Like Yum Yum Bedlam dropping a week from today. A week from today. Today's Sunday the 24th. Next Sunday or this upcoming Sunday. Yum Yum Bedlam is out. And it's fucking. It's coming. And I'm fucking hyped for it. I'm hyped for it. Only because. Not only because I'm, you know. I'm hyped for it because it's ICP. But I'm hyped because of the new single. Ratchet. That dropped. And. Yeah. So next Sunday. I'm all over the fucking place with my images right now. It's throwing me off. I didn't organize this as good as I thought I did. My bad. But we got Yum Yum Bedlam. Dropping. Next Sunday. Super dope. Not only that. We got an album release party. Going down. Saturday night. Devil's night. At the Majestic, same place Hollow Wicked is going down the very next night. Uh, it says a rare appearance by ICP, and I guess by all accounts, it, you know, these days, since the, you know, the pandemic and all that shit, you know, ICP hasn't made that many appearances in person. So I guess it's, you know, considered a rare appearance. But you can buy Yum Yum Bedlam at midnight at this album release party, limited. To 665 tickets. The Hollow Wicked show was a thousand, so they're cutting it even smaller for this one down to 665, 665, if you will. And yeah, you could be, you know, one of the first people to buy the physical copy of the album. The album will be released at midnight digitally, but you could be one of the first people to have the physical CD at the album release party. Going down Devil's Night. And then this past Friday, I kind of called it. I was like, hey, maybe, hopefully, they'll be dropping a single, you know, Friday. I was saying this last week. To get us ready for Yum Yum Bedlam. We haven't had a single yet. We had Yum Yum's Lure in the beginning of the year. But Shaggy 2 Dope had said that none of those songs were going to make it to the Yum Yum Bedlam album. Which is, you know, is what it is. Good thing in my opinion. But we got the new single, Ratchet, and the video for it. It's like a lyric video, kind of like a regular music video, and like a little bit of a green screen special, if you will. You know, the the term that I've coined over the last year since quarantine. A lot of green screen specials, but I think the video's dope considering taking into consideration that it's a green screen special, but the song is fucking fire. Fire! This song is so dope. Really good. I've listened to it four or five, maybe six times, and I'm not going to listen to it anymore until the album is out. But right off rip, first listen it was like no doubt that this song was dope you know it's just violent j 
produced by Devereaux. Mm, Devereaux fucking killed the production on here. Jay kills it on here. Love the shit. And, you know, I feel like if there's one up-and-coming producer right now, or just in general, just a producer in the underground that could do this shit for ICP, considering Mikey Clark really ain't in the picture, is Devereaux. This dude, everything he produces is pretty much fucking fire, flame emojis, all that shit. Dude's been killing it. And I'm super hyped um, that he produced this single right here because it is just is really good, man. I didn't see a lot of people disappointed or poop emojis when asked about it. It was mostly fucking flames everywhere because the song is dope. And it kind of, you know, it takes that eerie, not eeriness. I can't think of the word, but. You know, that feeling that Yum Yum Bedlam might not be it only because the lure just, it wasn't it, man. It just wasn't. But the way this single, this song sounds better than anything off lure, anything off the uh, House Party Peep Show. And I fucked with that EP a lot. I, I liked it. But this song is just super dope. The video is fucking fire as well. Albert Fish, I believe, is the person, you know, s- serial killer. And, uh, yeah, Albert Fish is the main guy, you know, the the artwork for this, this episode this week, the guy that's in the video for Wretched, you know, serial killer from the early 1900s. It's just, love the shit that ICP does, man. Like, it's, it's kind of like a, a sigh of relief. I think that was the term I was looking for. Like, okay, all right, this is. This is the direction we're going in. Like, and I've always, I've said before that ICP singles for albums haven't been the best. Like the bone from bang pow boom. I still don't like that song. Uh, mighty death pop. What was the single for that? Uh, I can't remember what, what the single for that shit was, but like fearless Fred fury was WTF. I do like the song, but when it first dropped, I was like, I don't know. It's it's okay. It's okay, but nothing special. But this shit right here, this shit's dope. Hopefully, this ain't like the best song on the album. It's happened before with people releasing dope singles. And hopefully this um isn't the case for ICP and you know, we get an album full of bangers. And it's, you know, it's also available for pre-order on iTunes. And shout out to I Wear Dirty Socks for pointing this out to me. One of the best user name that I've ever fucking seen. But it is up for pre-order on iTunes. Now, when it was first put up for pre-order, it did have the track list. If you go on, if you go on iTunes now or on Apple Music, it'll just say track one, track two, and then it'll have Wretched, because Wretched is the third track, then track four, five, all the way to 17. It is 17 tracks, like an hour, 15 minutes. So it's, I think the shortest song on here is like the intro with two minutes, but actual song, it's looking like maybe Wretched might be the shortest song clocking in at three, three minutes and 20 seconds. So you can pre-order it digitally right now. A lot of people are like, I can't find it on iTunes. I don't know, man. 
I told people type in insane clown posse yum yum bedlam. They said they couldn't find it. It was popping up no problem for me. I don't know why. You know, people doubting the validity of my posts. How fucking dare you? You know. (laughs) Oh, shit. I take pride in posting. (laughs) I almost fucking died right there. You appreciate that shit? Almost died. But, uh, you know, doubt, you know, saying I make shit up. What the fuck am I going to make this shit up for? That shit irritates me. It shouldn't, but it does. But you can get it digitally up on iTunes. And this is the official track list right here. Of course, I fucking made my own little graphic with the track list. Like I said, 17 tracks. And we got song one, the intro. Two, Here Comes the Carnival. Three, Wretched, the single, which is fire. Four, Clown Drippin'. Five, Gangsta Code. Six, Queens. Seven, Panic Attack. Eight, Fuck Regret. Nine, Insomnia. Ten, Heart and Soul. Eleven, The Drunk in the Attic. I saw someone say that might be ICP talking shit to themselves. We all know... You know, Shaggy Two Dope's alcoholic. He was in and out of rehab a bunch of times. You know, it wasn't really known at the time that at as it was happening, but he has talked about it in recent years. And Violent J being in rehab now, this could be a song about themselves, The Drunk in the Attic. I didn't think of that when I first saw it, but be interesting if that is in fact the case. 12, Don't Touch That Flower. 13, Slapnut. 14, Bitch, I'm Fine. I really like the title track for that. 15, Carnival of Lights. 16, Ain't No Time. And 17, Something to See. So that is the official track list. If you want to see it, it is up on all my social medias. It's probably plastered everywhere else as well. But I'm hyped for it. And you can actually listen to previews on iTunes. I don't know if you can hear the previews anywhere. But there's, I think, what, one-minute clips of every single song up on iTunes. So if you can't fucking wait till Sunday, Halloween, to hear the album and you want to hear it, you want a little taste, you can do it. I did not do it. I will not do it. But, you you know, the clips are there. And we've entered that time where it's like, Got to be careful what we read on the internet now. Got to be careful what we read on social media. Like when Fearless Fred Fury dropped and it leaked a few days early, I was like, I got to stay away from people's opinions on this shit. You know, because regardless what you, you know, you could say it might not, it won't sway you one way or the other. But if you see people saying that it's trash over and over and over and over again, In your subconscious, you got that in there. So, me personally, I got to be a little bit careful what I see and read about people's comments of the clips of the songs. Now, if it leaks early, I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to Fearless Fred when it leaked last time. But if it leaks this time, I will. I will. I mean, I already got my pre-ordered through Psychopathic Merch. I got another pre-order through Bull Moose, which we'll talk about here in a second. 
So I got two pre-orders. I'm buying the album twice already. I think it's okay if I listen to a leak if it does happen. And another reason is it drops next Sunday. I'm not going to really be able to give any thoughts on the album because I might be able to listen to it once. But if there is a leak, it drops at some point during this week and I can get a few listens in and give a little bit of a better review for next week, you know, kind of thinking of what ifs here in my head, but is what it is. That is the track list right there. And I'm getting hyped for it. You know, song titles, track lists to me are just whatever. I mean, I dig like the bitch. I'm fine. Track title. I like that. It's just, you know, it's kind of funny and we'll see what it's about, but yeah, that's the official track list right there. Um, and then we got the merch drop. They did put it up for pre-order last week when it first dropped. And if you ordered within the first 72 hours, you'd get a limited edition t-shirt drawn by Tom Wood. That sale did end on last Monday. So if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. I just bought the CD version. Not the t-shirt, just because I know the artwork would be fire, but I didn't get it. But we got this new merch drop. We got hoodies, t-shirts, jerseys, beanies, baseball hats. Whole bunch of shit. Some of this shit is pretty dope. I'm digging that the hatchet man hoodies particularly the pink and purple ones those are kind of fire i'm i'm you know debating on ordering those i did say last week that if they did a yum yum bedlam hoodie that i would order it but they kind of like they got the yum yum bedlam design on the back of the hoodie with the hatchet man on the front, I, you know, for me, that's kind of a, you know, missed opportunity. Not really digging that, how it's on the back and on the front. I do. I like the hatchet man ones because you got the ICP shit on the shoulder blade, the hatchet man on the front. Debating on order and a hoodie. Not quite sure if I will. Who the fuck knows? But merch drop is live on psychopathic merch. Um, so you could cop that whatever fucking merch you want. Now, there's no crazy bundles with this. I don't know why. First thing I thought of was, you know, Billboard stopped counting bundles. Like if you bundled your album with t-shirts or, you know, any kind of merch, it would not be counted as a record sale. Now, I don't know if that's their thinking or thought process in, you know, behind this, not doing all these crazy bundles. Who knows? But, Maybe they're trying to get those billboard numbers up and get a big debut on the charts. We'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, the rollout is real. You know, Violent J's been in rehab for a while, but it came out, you know, last week. That's a big news story. You know, whether you think it's right to call it part of a rollout or not, part of a fucking rollout. Then we had them on No Jumper. Violent J on No Jumper, interview coming soon, part of the rollout. So, now we get the merch drop, part of the rollout. So, the album, six fucking days away, right? Not even, yeah, six days, some shit. 
five days? I don't even know. Like I said, math is hard, counting days and shit. And I did mention earlier that uh, I ordered a copy through Bull Moose. It looks like there is a indie record store exclusive of Yum Yum Bedlam. Now, if you look up on Bull Moose, I don't know if it's available on any other indie record store, you know, Zia Records, Amoeba, anything like that. But if you go to Bull Moose, you got it right here. It says indie and D2C exclusive. I have no idea what this means, but I ordered it. And you can only, you're limited to one copy. You can only buy one. Not that I was trying to buy multiple, but when I went back to look at it to see if I could find more information about this release on the Bull Moose, Bull, Bull Moose Records website, I couldn't. And it, it actually said, you've reached your purchase limit for this um title so i was like oh okay so they're limiting limiting people to one purchase so it is up on bull moose no word if it'll be up on any other record stores uh websites and then we got you know hollow wicked of course going down the day of yum yum bedlam is being released and of course they got the hollow wicked vip packages a smooth 150 bucks will get you a VIP laminate, a meet and greet with the clowns, and Fago Armageddon. So yeah, VIP. A lot of information right there. Wretched, the new single is fire. Flame emojis. I'm sure you've already peeped it if you're a fucking juggalo. And if you haven't, just know that it is dope. And it's a... It's a good sign going into Yum Yum Bedlam this Sunday. Man. A lot of fucking ICP news this week. (laughs) We just talked about them for damn near the last half hour. God damn shit. But yeah, I'm fucking... I'm hyped for Yum Yum Bedlam, man. Regardless, even if it's whack, so fucking be it. So fucking be it, man. I mean, you know, can't fucking control how it's going to turn out. But yeah. Did you get your pre-orders? Did you order any of the merch? Drop me a line. Let me know. And uh, let's get into some more. Let's get into another. Let's get into, let's see, where do I want to go from here? I'm going to go with, let's go with some more. New music that dropped this past Friday. Um, we got Puya. Now, we've talked about this. He did drop a single a couple weeks back with Denzel Curry. He did drop his newest album, Blood Was Never uh, Thick as Water. That is out now. If you're a fan of Puya, you probably already know. But if you did peep that track with Denzel Curry, it is up everywhere you can listen to music. So go peep that shit. New Puya. Blood was never thick as water. And then we got new bio killers. Saint Cinna, Klep, bio killers. I don't even know when the last time these dudes put out an album. Was it Blood Sweat? Seven years, Blood Sweat and Tears. I think it's been a long ass time since these dudes put out an album. But we got Bastards of Rap from Bio Killers. And only two features on the album. 15 tracks, 
coming in at 56 minutes. A feature from Mad Max, which we've heard, the Red Rum single. That shit was dope. And another feature from Mandy Rose. Haven't listened to this yet, but I do fucks with Saint Sinner and Bio Killers. So I might have to peep it um, at some point. Um, I just, I've been fucking steady heavy on that new Tech Nine Asinine album. That shit, dude, you want to talk about gets better and better with each listen, even like two weeks later. If you haven't checked out Tech Nine's newest album, Asinine, that shit is really good. Really good. And there's only two tracks on there that I don't fuck with. And I take back the words that I said of the album starts out kind of shaky. Now that album starts out hard as fuck and just kind of fucking rides through minus two tracks. But uh, man, that new Tech Nine album is fucking fire. And I've been bumping that shit pretty much nonstop since it dropped. So peep that shit. Peep that new Bio Killers, new uh, Puya as well. And then last week, Suburban Noise made the announcement that they were going to be signing or that they did sign a new artist to Suburban Noise Records. They've been signing a lot of new acts lately. And their newest act is the Kaleidoscope Kid. He did drop his single, Hold Up, uh, digitally everywhere. There is a video for it as well. You can peep that shit. So the Kaleidoscope Kid is Suburban Noise Records' newest artist. That they've signed. I mean, they've got what? They signed Dropout Kings, Salty Brazi, Kaleidoscope Kid. Believe that's it. You know, they just put out the King Click EP. So Suburban Noise, staying busy. And the Kaleidoscope Kid with his new single, Hold Up, is available everywhere you would want to listen to that shit digitally. And of course, every... New song, album, whatever I talk about on the show has either, you know, has either the song or a song from the album featured on the Weekly Bumps playlist. So go follow the Weekly Bumps playlist on Apple Music, Spotify, and or YouTube. You can follow it wherever you want, but it is up on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Every new song I talk about is up on, you know, we got Biokillers up there, Kaleidoscope Kid, Jaron Benton, Buckshot, Sea Lance. All that shit is up on the Weekly Bumps playlist. So go follow that shit if you haven't yet. And then keeping it with Suburban Noise, we got a new album from Head P.E. dropping December 17th. Califas Worldwide. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. Califas? Califas? I don't know. I don't know. I tried looking it up on the internet so I could get, you know, a definitive way of how to pronounce it. But we got a new Head P.E. album from, or, you know, dropping on Suburban Noise December 17th. Another act, you know, they just dropped the Sandmine EP recently. And yeah, Suburban Noise, staying busy, man. So, yeah, the new artist is the Kaleidoscope Kid. And new head PE album dropping in December. Then we got another interesting news story, at least interesting to me. Dizzy Wright took to social media and he basically announced that he finally owns 
all his funk volume masters 100%. And he he wrote a big ass post up on Instagram. Um it was five projects that he put out on funk volume. This dude was like the busiest dude on funk volume. This dude dropped so much fucking music on funk volume. And he did say that he gave up 50% of his masters when he signed. And the reason why he gave up that 50% was basically, you know, he was under the impression that the the record label was just going to get big. And, you know, he was going to get all the promo. And in the end, it would be worth giving up 50% of his masters to Funk Volume. And, you know, Funk Volume was on their way to being like, you know, a strange music or psychopathic records, some shit like that in the underground. Like they were with Hobson dropping the albums he was doing, the Ill Minds and all that shit he was doing. Like they were steady, steadily on the way of becoming one of the underground heavyweights without a doubt. And, you know, he got his masters back 100%. My question is, what about the publishing? What's up with his publishing? Does he own all of his publishing for these albums? I've always heard that publishing is more important than actually owning the masters. So I wonder if he owns owns his publishing for that. And the masters, if so, shout out to Dizzy Wright. Even if not, just getting the masters back is a big fucking deal in music in general. You always hear about people fighting for their masters. Shout out to Dizzy Wright for getting his masters back 100%. Hope he's got his publishing as well. If not, at least he got the masters back. And if he doesn't have his publishing, he could fucking, you know, fight for that shit, you know. And he had to pay for the shit. Who owns Funk Volumes Masters? It's got to be Dame and Hobson, right? I believe I've heard Hobson say that he would just give back the masters and that they wouldn't have to pay for it. But the music business is, in fact, just that, a business. So, artists, if you you know get the opportunity to sign a deal, be careful of what you're giving up and what you're getting in return for what you're giving up. Just always fucking remember that, man. It's super important. If you, you know... Here, people talk about it all the fucking time, but people still sign on that dotted line of a shitty deal. And it's unfortunate. But shout out to Dizzy Wright for, you know, regaining his masters 100%. I thought that was a pretty dope news story that dropped. It was actually this past weekend that it dropped. So flame emojis for Dizzy Wright on that. And then we got fucking Zool. Zool dropped a new Halloween track. Not available digitally. It is available on YouTube as a music video, but for some reason they never release their Halloween songs digitally. And I know and I've seen some people are frustrated by that, myself included. I don't know why they do that, but they do that. But we got the new Halloween single from Ala Zulilu called Halloween Mask. Like I said, the video is up on YouTube. I did check it out. And the song is, the song's okay to me. 
You know, it's just kind of, I don't hate it. I don't love it. You know, it just kind of is what it is. I don't know. But I see a lot of flame emojis for it. Uh, the visuals for the video were, were pretty dope as well. But it's always fresh to see a la Zulilu dropping some new shit. So we did get their new Halloween single, Halloween Mask. That is out everywhere. And then last week, they dropped it on the Tuesday night terror stream. I was already fast asleep when that shit was happening. I woke up to see that they had dropped the mask and the shit was already sold out. We got a new design. This one's being put out by Peb Customs. This is the actual Halloween mask. That's what it's called. Maybe in celebration of the video, but this is the song. I'm sorry. The mask that they were wearing in the video along with the 2.1. So if you didn't get it, you're asked out because the shit is already sold out. I believe they made a hundred of these and pictures were already posted of them either in production or, you know, being finished, whatnot. So the new design, kind of a, a mix up of the 2.1 and like some, you know, you got all the fucking teeth going across the mouth. I think this is a pretty dope looking mask. Uh, most of their masks are pretty fucking dope. So we got a new single, new mask, a new variation from a la Zulilu. I haven't seen if we're going to get any other variants in the future of this mask. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But we did get this one right here. And if you didn't get it, then you're asked out because the shit is sold out. So new Zul is available up on YouTube. Nowhere else. As of yet. And uh, yeah. Let's uh, keep it Magic Ninja related. Shall we? This got posted up last week. Oh the Horror 1692 is available on vinyl. It will be available. You know, it is available for pre-order on vinyl. Uh, you can actually order. I ordered my copy through Bull Moose. Uh, it will be available December 3rd. We got... You know, a variant for the cover art. We got the orange splatter vinyl. Like I said, I got my pre-order and This is one of my favorite albums of this year. The Oh, the Horrors 1692 is just so good. And I had to cop the vinyl. Super dope. I own the CD, of course. You know, I am a CD collector. So I had to cop the vinyl as well to complete the collection. So you can pre-order that up on m and &E or... Uh, you know, any record store website, theoretically. I didn't, I don't know that for a fact. I just know Bull Moose, you can. And then we got the Revelation vinyl. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but I had already put in an order for this vinyl. I think we did talk about this actually, but they're advertising it now. It'll be available um, November 19th, the Revelation vinyl. Finally, we got the vinyl dropping. You know, we've talked about it before. Vinyl, there's just a huge backlog of vinyl. You know, manufacturing times. Fucking unlikely prescription ain't dropping till what, January 2022? So, yeah. But you can cop Revelation, which is a fire-ass album from Twisted on vinyl now. It'll be available in just a couple of weeks. 
And then Twisted dropped their Knuckleheads action figures, the retail version. They had variants that they released before that they were selling for fucking hundreds of dollars. Like re- insane prices, if you ask me, for toys. I'm not a big toy collector. You know, I, of course, I say that with my little Funko collection in the back, but that's very uh, strict on, you know, what I'm collecting back there. But uh, Twisted Snuckleheads toys available retail. You know, we got a bunch of shops here. Rock of Ages, Rock City, Detroit, Space Cadets, Sports Zone Toys and Comics, State of Comics, Kokomo Toys, and Draben's Toyland. And if any store you know sells toys, they can order this shit and get it for you. So yeah, no idea what the price, you know, the price tag on these ones is. Who knows? But you can get them if you are so interested in doing so. And then let's uh, got a couple more things to talk about before we bounce about it here. We got new King ISO coming soon. King ISO, he's on that track with Tech Nine and The Rock. Joey Cool, which is fucking fire. I don't give a fuck. Rock killed that shit. I dig it. But we got Cover the Scars coming from King Iso soon. Anytime Strange Music has advertised uh, coming soon, it usually drops that next Friday. So possibly this Friday, we'll get a new King Iso single. I'm hyped for the album. Can't wait for it. King Iso is that dude. And he drops pretty consistent heat. And then we got New Maze 301 that dropped this past Friday. Didn't make the playlist because I didn't know that it dropped, but I could add it to the playlist now that I think about it, now that I know that it's out. But Maze 301 of Strange Music dropped his newest single, First Place. No word of when his new album will be dropping, but he has dropped a couple singles leading up to the next release from him. And then... To wrap up new music, I just saw this as I was prepping the show. I was taking to the social medias to see what was, you know, if anything new had dropped. And lo and behold, Scum dropped a new single called Alec Baldwin. He said it's available on YouTube. Sounded like it wasn't going to be available digitally, but he did drop a new track called Alec Baldwin, which is fucking wild. You got the the blood on the cover with the empty shell casings. If you know what's going on with Alec Baldwin right now, he fucking accidentally killed somebody on a movie set by shooting a prop, you know, a gun that was supposed to have a blank in it. And that's just fucking crazy, man. Similar shit happened with uh, Brandon Lee on The Crow. He died what was supposed to be a prop gun, and he ended up getting his shit fucking blown out so scum he said too soon never too soon in the wicked shit his new single alec baldwin is available up on youtube and that's gonna wrap it up this week we just hit the one hour mark and i appreciate everybody that fucking tunes in super dope super appreciated yum yum bedlam is fucking here man it's it's not here yet, but it's fucking coming for sure. For sure on Halloween this fucking Sunday. I'm hyped for it. That single Wretched is fucking dope as well. 
And what else? Peep that Buckshot, Night of the Zombie. That EP's dope. And just thank you for everybody that's tuned in. Let me know what you think of how I adjusted the lighting. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you think. Do you like it? Is it not it? I don't know. I'm on the fence, but if you dig it, you dig it. And that's dope. And I'm Roll Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.